Hello and welcome to the Comedian's Outlook. I'm Luke Anthony and for this episode I'm joined by fellow comedian Tiffany Trethowen. Last year she got a lot of traction with comedy, she started progressing really well and her big hopes for this year. But obviously this coronavirus has put that all to a halt. So in this conversation we chatted a bit about her past and how she got to where she is now and what she plans to do when it all goes back to normal. But we just had a great chat to be honest. So please welcome to the show, Tiffany Trethowen. I think I pronounced that right. It's so weird interviewing someone like after all this is kicked off because I, I don't know I don't know what to ask because it's like, it was all hope it was all like Edinburgh and all that sort of stuff and aiming towards stuff getting club spots and things and but now it's it's like what were you doing before COVID happened? Comedy wise, yeah, yeah. So I I had quite a big year last year, so I was quite interested to see how this year would pan out. But essentially, it was to gig as much as I could with a certain goal enter competitions yeah. and visit Edinburgh. <laughs> so that's completely changed now. Um, but, you know, things happen the way they do and we'll see how, yeah, when we get the other side, what that looks like, I suppose. <laughs> so do you think, um, do you think, do you think you were going to, you were going to go to Edinburgh this year, were you? Yeah, I wasn't going to perform, but I was going to check it out. Okay. And see what it's all about. Yeah. So when did you, when did you start doing comedy? Technically, uh, my first gig was just before Christmas in 2018, yeah. Okay. And then last year, I did two courses amongst a couple of gigs. Um, so this year was really going to be kind of getting out there and, and seeing what, you know, putting everything I'd learned in the courses yeah. to the gigs. So. <laughs> and you did a, did you do a comedy show? You did a showcase with, um, uh, what's it called? The Comedy Store, is that right? Yes, that was with Mike Gunn, yeah. Okay, and you did a course there, did you? Yes, that was a six-week one. And yeah, the showcase was at the comedy store, so that was quite surreal. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been back since? I haven't, no, just because obviously getting to London's not so easy, but um, it's a phenomenal atmosphere, so. Yeah. Are you you close to that? Are you far away from London now? I'm not close, but I'm not miles away. It takes a good hour and a half, two hours sometimes to get there and back, so it's not so easy. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently you've got a Cornish, a Cornish surname, but you don't live in Cornwall, do you? No, I don't. No, yeah. Who thinks Welsh? Well, do they? Uh, yeah, it's, they... it hasn't got enough L, Fs or Ls in it, so I can't be Welsh. <laughs> yeah, they do always assume that though. They always think it's Welsh, but okay, okay. I wouldn't even know how to pronounce that. I'm going to have to ask you how to pronounce it. So when I do the preamble, <laughs> I, I, I don't balls it up. You know what, when I get asked to say it, and it sounds ridiculous, but I always can't say it myself. Oh, really? So, yeah, so it's Trithowan. Trithowan. Yes. I, I probably it. would have gone with that, actually. I probably would have put a bit more emphasis on the H, but... Um, yeah, a lot of MCs ask me, and a lot of them bottle it, which I totally understand. I just say to them, say Tiff or Tiffany. Some of them yeah. give it a go, and I'm like, I feel like giving them a round of applause whilst I'm off on stage, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... It, it's, it's, I, if, if I was, was going to say anything, I, was, I think it's probably more like South African or something like that, you know, like, <laughs> like a sort of a half anglicised name that isn't quite there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It is a strange yeah. one. I, I've been asking guests this. Um, are you, when you go on Zoom, are you one of these people that makes enlarges your video to watch yourself to see what you look like? Or do you enlarge the one of the person that, that, that you're talking to? At the minute, you're um, we're the same sort of size. Oh, okay. But I've been having calls of like a hundred people, or yeah. with the team at work, there's five of us, and yeah, it kind of moves. And if you talk 
you start shifting around. It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and if someone's trying to show you something in the camera, they have to keep talking so their their <laughs> their face stays on it. Um, yeah, it's, yes. just a, it's just a little vanity check. Um, so have you got any new obsessions since you've been locked down? Well, randomly today I said that I'm getting into headbands because I just get my hair out of the way. It's so hot and I've got a little nephew with me staying with me, so it's good yeah. to get it out of the way. Um, not really. I think I already have quite a lot of, interests and stuff anyway so i guess yeah. i've been quite fortunate in that sense okay. um but food i think everyone's eating way more food <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is is that we i, I mean i'd stocked up like the, i've got a chest freezer right because I, I i hate shopping regularly you know i hate having to every friday unless i'm buying some beers and it which case it's all right but i hate i hate doing that so i just fill the chest freezer up like i cook because i'm like traveling around and stuff I always pre-cook stuff, so like do a week's food and then just freeze it and then just take it out as I need it, like in lunchboxes. But mm. before before this all kicked off, I just did a shop and I just filled it with like frozen stuff. And it wasn't even, it wasn't, it was nothing to do with COVID. I had no idea about this stuff going on. And mm. I'd done my normal shop and filled it all up and then it all kicked off. But I feel like I'm still spending the same amount of money because I'm thinking, oh, I could, I could make some homemade burgers. Um, mm. I better go and get some mints then. Oh, I could I could do like some ribs or something. That'd be really nice. And then and then end up just spending the same amount of money anyway, which really I've got all the food in there. I just need to be creative. Yeah, we've been spending way more almost like as much food at Christmas. And we have got, yeah, an extra person and a half with my family staying. But I think people are making um, a proper meal out of lunch as well so we're all yeah, sitting yeah. together lunch and dinner and making it like a big deal so now i completely agree and it sort of feels like christmas if i'm honest with you this whole situation yeah <laughs> did you ever uh, are you still working are you during the week so no, i've just stopped so yeah it's easter weekend now so from next week i won't be working okay and what was your living before uh, you know on the side of comedy uh marketing marketing okay which okay. no one understands. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Because it's such a broad spectrum. Like, there's no a marketing of what? Well, do, do you market toothpaste or, you know, it's a <laughs> very big difference. I mean, that's still current. It's still an essential item. Um, so technically, I'm a marketeer at a university, but everyone then thinks that I study marketing. No, no, no. I'm advertising the courses that we advertise, <laughs> that we okay. offer, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a shame. So you've been furloughed for that, have you? Yeah, I mean, you know, different parts of it have, have uh, approached it in a different way, but our team has done it that way. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one, but we are in the education field, so okay. still got some things to keep going. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I, I'm still working full-time, so, but from home at least. It's just, mm -hmm. um, it's tough. But it's, I mean, I have bad days, and I just I think, oh, such, I'm such a dick. Why, why am I being <laughs> such a dick about complaining? Ah. Oh, why am I complaining that I got this email? Email. I, I should just be pleased that I've got it. But in some ways, I wish I'd been like furloughed. So then I could have just written like this, this sitcom I've been trying to write. But I really, really just trying to find as much time as I can to write it. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You I do even, think... Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do think everyone's got very different circumstances. And yeah, you go through this loop of feeling grateful to feeling whatever else it may be. And I think everyone can have an opinion on how you're feeling but actually unless you're in your situation it's quite mm. tricky because I've got friends that wouldn't want to be furloughed because they think they'd go stir crazy so it's very yeah. you know personal. so far I'm all right I haven't got I haven't got like a proper black garden we've just got um just a front sort of a front garden um that hasn't got a perimeter 
So mm. I should probably just get out there and mow the lawn and I can put a couple of deck chairs out there and, and just, just sunbathe. But you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm, are you still keeping fit though? Like I'm, I'm struggling with like motivating myself to do exercise cause I can't like get on a, you know, go out and do proper exercise. I'm not a massive, well, I'm not a tour gym girl, I'll be honest. Um, but I have been walking every day and we take my nephew in the pram to get him to yeah. sleep. And I'm telling you now, pushing that pram in 25 degrees heat, it's your workout. <laughs> yeah. So are you, you've still been active though online though. You've been doing some things with like funny women, have you? Yeah. So obviously they run workshops quite regularly around uh, the UK so they did like a trial one with about 70 of us came on board um, and then Logan Murray was kind of the workshop host and set us a few tasks and they're looking to roll out even more because yeah it was really popular I think it's just I think people just want that connection with people and even if it's simply just a little task or a few writing ideas a day that will build up over time so when we do go back you know you won't feel so um, like neglected by comedy you know yeah yeah so you, you you're still you're still staying active and stuff in that sense that's good and um, yeah. how's testing material though how do you do that over a workshop like on a on a virtual workshop should i say yeah it is difficult i think in any sort of work comedy etc sort of zoom call people are putting hands up to speak and thumbs up to say that was good and then so on but we there were some moments where quite a few of us were as soon as you spoke because um, you were unmuted everybody was laughing and we also had about the chat box and people were kind of putting their ideas out but it is difficult yes and the funny award competition uh, women's award we're having to submit videos which they are allowing us to do it in our own bedrooms but that is okay. going to be difficult and then I think if you get through similar thing where you've got to present to the judges in your bedroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> I so. think I think I've created um I'm doing a uh, well, I've been doing it beforehand with President Abonjo, but with, I'm doing like a spoof journalist um, thing, yeah. and where I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a green screen I've just ordered, and I'm gonna do like a proper news report from behind me. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. have like a news, a newsroom behind me, and then just do some spoof reports on on just stupid stories. And sometimes yeah. there's no stories, so I'm gonna try and do stuff like that and from home. But it's yeah, like you say, it's difficult to. To, to to be funny over over such things and my, my dad made a really good point the other day we were having like a family friend zoom chat right and there was mm. like 10 of us and when you go it's called like a pub crawl and i drew like a i drew like a, a pub crawl of my own house and each room was a different pub that we used to go to and shared <laughs> that with them um but but when you go to the pub with friends or family you have clusters don't you so like mm-hmm. on a zoom chat everyone's in and everyone's in the same conversation but it's a bit yeah. different when you're in a pub because you just, you know, you talk to one person or two people usually, even if you're in like a group of 10, like you have clusters of clusters of conversations. So mm. it's not really the same as going to the pub um, for other reasons as well, or obvious. But. <laughs> yeah, but I do think this, it will, this, this should provide so many new jokes to comics because I what we're so. going through is going to be brilliant. And did you see that Comedy Store did a live gong? night did they on facebook oh, yeah brilliant. that was it was probably i haven't been to the real night i know it's brutal but it was brutal i think a lot of the same rules applied online in the sense of you know if you don't kind of get to your first joke in say 10 seconds it's tricky because you've got the judges on the zoom call you've got public on the zoom call and then you've got people commenting on the zoom call so if yeah, you've got yeah. three red cards it, like within that <laughs> you've gone <laughs> 
and it was fun to watch. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine because it's online as well, people are a little bit let loose a bit more as well. Mm-hmm. Like I would. I mean, you're on, you're, you know, trolls. This it seems like the worst environment <laughs> in the world. It's like all those people that have been living in bins. We're going to invite them onto a Zoom chat so they control you live as you as you yeah. die on your ass online. Well, like, funny enough, the one that got to five minutes was a public member. He wasn't a comic. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was like 15 that were, at, I think they were all comics who um, volunteered to do it. And then about eight had died quite quickly. Um, so they said, anyone wants to get on board, like message now. And yeah, then yeah. I didn't watch all to the end, but some guy got five minutes. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can call me a sadist, but one of the things that's kept me going throughout this is watching all of those people that have um, flopped and, and just their reaction as they get the gong. Like, it just really, yeah. really cracks me up because I, I imagine how deflating it would be. But when people have lasted like 20 seconds, seeing their, seeing their reaction after 20 seconds, just really, really... I, I'm such a dick, actually. I think that's a horrible thing to think. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Yeah, and I think, obviously, in the live audience, you can see all the audience with the Zoom call. Yeah, because you've got you know, the judges and the audience and you're getting all these comments, it's quite distracting. And if I saw loads of like boos and whatnot, I think it's just as impactful in some ways as the mm. real show. <laughs> like you say, the tro- trolls are just going for it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's yeah, a breeding ground for, it's a breeding ground for, for depression. Though. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't really agree with like the Gong Show in a sense. I don't think it's the mm-hmm. the best way to do comedy. Although I would happily I would do it for the experience, like do a roast and things. Like I don't again I don't think roasting someone is the nice sort of positive thing. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a good exercise for joke writing, and so is the Gong. Like if you most of these Gong shows are really good when you just get you know you've got a fast hit rate of jokes rather than mm-hmm. stories I found don't really when I watch them don't really work. Um, no. two things like someone what's his name Russell Hicks who mm-hmm. just lays into audiences he's fantastic that's perfect for the gong because it's that volatile environment or someone who's got a real high hit rate of jokes or, or good jokes but someone I, I just there's certain people like Alan Francis he's a phenomenal comedian but he just wouldn't he just wouldn't survive in it like he's, he's one of the he's been in comedy for 25 years you know he's, he's known quite well in the industry but he just he just wouldn't do gong shows yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, because at least with roast battle, you still have a few chances to challenge them back. But with Gong, sometimes I hear, you know, just for the fun, fun aspect, a bit like the Graham Norton chair, they just gone yeah. you off in ten seconds, and you could be an amazing comic, and yeah, yeah. that's part of it, and you accept that. But and it is tricky because yeah, if you're not say nearby London, as much as that's a laugh, if you've travelled three hours and you're a good comic, that must be quite frustrating. But roast battle, even the TV program, is brilliant. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, so, so good. yeah, yeah. And yeah. at least they're friends and stuff, so they they know that you know it's brutal, but they're doing it out of what they love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, gong shows are good. Gong, I mean, I, I'm sorry, um, roast. I do enjoy roast because again, they are just they are insults, but they. You, you win based on the, the joke, you know, you win, mm. win based on what, how good the, you know, the joke is around it. So um, I've never, I've never won a roast battle night, but that's, that's, that's not because I'm shit. It's just because I've only done one. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's good because you can like plan some of it, but then also some of it spontaneous in the night. So yeah. it does actually show a lot of light on who the comics are and how good they are. Yeah. I mean, I've always been better at comebacks. Um, mm-hmm. So 
telling the you know the roast doing the roast and then and then when they they do their joke i'm much better at coming back because i quite like i quite like that improv style of of just like bouncing off someone bouncing off just uh, the room um but you know i mean I, I i'd love to do a roast battle online i'd love to do like a virtual one that'd be quite fun yeah that'd be interesting actually yeah. yeah i have seen a lot of different comics doing different things which is great i saw like greg davies and russell howard were doing one yesterday and yeah funny women comedy store so it has been interesting to see them shake it up and i think there'll be a lot to see when we go back to work and whatnot on comedy if that will change how we do things maybe um, um i i don't know i i you know i've this to laura and um, these uh, for the last episode i was doing um that it's going to be so competitive out there when we mm. when we go back. Like, it's um, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know how you're going to get slots straight away. Yeah, like, you have to let exactly. it just settle down to begin with. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It will be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, and yeah, Edinburgh, like that's a massive festival. Like, that's big news for that to happen. Yeah, it's weird. It's sad because I was speaking to you know Stu Goldsmith. He was on the podcast a few few months ago. And yeah. he was, we were talking about Edinburgh and he's like, absolutely. He's done Edinburgh for like 25 years in the last, mm. every year for 25 years, whether it's as a comic or as a, a street performer. And it's for like the first time in all that time, he won't be able to do Edinburgh because that's like sort of what he lives for. So it's, it's going to impact so many people, but maybe a year off is good for everyone. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. And obviously I think you and I know a lot of local people that, you know, kind of run a business on hosting their own gigs up and down the UK and that's their lives. That's how they're putting food on their table for their kids and whatnot. So it's devastating to see. But yeah, maybe the break was somewhat needed and, and it presents opportunities. Who knows? Are you going to write any, any sort of show or any kind of like, a, are you, have you been writing sets and things like that? Yeah, I do try and keep, like write regularly and I do try and keep some of it current. So, you know, if it's Halloween or whatever, I'll kind of touch on that. So I will be interested again to see if comics will comment on what's gone on. And I think some people are a bit careful about what they're saying, but also people also always want that humour to get them through it. And that's what comedy is. So, um, yeah, I'm still writing things and some things are just coming out in a funny sense. Like I caught up with my friend Laura the other day. And she went, oh, Tiffany, I think what you need to do to get through this is to really find something to do with your hands. It's <laughs> just like, right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, colouring books. I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think more things will come up and I'm sure people will like a lot of jokes around that time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get an idea of how COVID stuff has been like received. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but not not necessarily in the public because I think they'll be fine with it. It's amongst comics. Most of my friends or most of my active friends on Facebook are comedians. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to work out whether it's if it's okay or whether people are thinking it's becoming hack already. Or I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's. I mean, I've not written any coronavirus jokes because I I get slightly anxious when it comes to like trying to chase something or trying to try trying to be the first or something or beating someone to a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I really do find that. I mean, that's why I do, I do, I do biographical stuff. So you can't, mm-hmm. I can't plagiarize that, you know, I do jokes around it, but I really try and avoid stuff. That's that, that, you know, one liner comics ringed out completely and utterly until there's absolutely nothing else left in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, with all due respect, you do see some of those kind of, 
I don't know what the word is, but the sort of jokes that would come out, come out. But then I think other comics, you can see that they've taken that kind of, not obvious, but, you know, there's always jokes in the kind of periphery, if you like. And I think some people kind of put their angle still on it. Mm. Um, but it is tricky because it is a serious subject. And, yeah, you're also putting it on, say, a Facebook status. So how is that being interpreted? And I think people do get a bit bored of the, say, Brexit or whatever the subject may mm. be. But also, if it's relevant and it's really good, sometimes they really work the room. So <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sort of fashionably or unfashionably talk about stuff that's out of date on purpose. So, mm-hmm. so, I've been, so I've been writing jokes about getting a bowler and being way, way too late to the, the party, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, oh, you know, just generally, just like, oh, do you remember when this happened? They're like, what? This just happened like six weeks ago. Yeah, I know, but I've only just looked at it. I've been busy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's funny. No, I like that. Um, so I try, I try and stay away from it. But I'm, I've done them on the podcast when I was doing the intros the other day. I, you know, I did a few, and then that one about Philip Schofield. I, mm-hmm. I saw sort of day one, I did that, and then, and then I looked online, and everyone had done it, and I was like, oh, idiot! Why did I bother? Yeah, it's a lot of comics say to me, oh, yeah, I've seen so and so do this joke. I was thinking about doing something similar, and I think, you know, as humans, we have same frustrations of traffic and whatnot. So therefore, yeah. some of our jokes do come across somewhat similar. But um, yeah, I like that take on what you just did there. <laughs> but I will see. I, I'm going to write write some stuff and see how it goes. But I just, I, I'm just hungry to go and do that in front of an audience, and it's just annoying that we can't. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. And it will be refreshing when we can go back out there because particularly comedy nights, they are sort of more you know, free and fun. They're not a big investment and hopefully you get at least a few laughs out of it. So they're a good, they're a good night out. So it'd be good to get them back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. I mean, I, I was just setting one up as this all kicked off. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I'll get straight back to that. I mean, pubs are going to be loving it when, when we go back. Yeah. They're going to want it. And it's, I mean, it could, it could be exactly what, the comedy industry needed you never know mm. like even the world like this whole th- situation is sort of leveling the play playing field is like putting us back to reset you know forgetting all the other issues about global issues and and wars and all that sort of stuff and in fact we've just all got one common en- enemy so yeah you're like, you never wish it upon somebody but i completely agree i do think we'll start to you know think you know have we t- spoke to my nan recently could we check in with that person have i had time for myself and things like that i think we're always so busy and you know we don't really like small talk and all of that and now it's kind of made like forced us to consider those things so yeah we'll see. yeah so uh, where do you do most of your gigs then where's, where's your tryout places when I first started, a lot of it was London, and then I touched like Ritmansworth, St Albans, quite a mix. Um, but I'm trying to keep it more local to Bedford, and Bedford is starting to really pick up now on, on the gigs. Yeah, um, London's obviously the place to be, particularly things like competitions. It's just a bit tricky sometimes, like midweek with work and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to keep it a bit more local. I know a lot of comics in the beginning years, particularly, they really go further afield. Um, but I'm trying to just yeah do the best I can locally and kind of get the quality of jokes in there. And even if I'm not doing five gigs a week, I'm just trying to make sure the quality of that gig it is good. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, quality quality gigs in uh, London are hard to come by. Um, just yeah. just more quality as well, just in what I'm doing. You know, oh, like okay. even if I only do three gigs a week, if the you know the night went well, I got good feedback, then mm. I'm happy with that. You know, it is difficult when you've got a full time 
full-time job as well um so yeah we're hopefully better than that will keep keep it um flowing and there is one gig i do regularly which is i'm very grateful to have so yeah that's true um I, there's but traveling from if you're getting trains from bedford it must be an absolute nightmare i've tried to get a train to bedford from cambridge <laughs> and that's fucking difficult <laughs> that is um so i'm a bit of a nervous driver if i'm honest and, okay. and just traveler so whether it's train or it's driving it's not great the whole parking everything i hate <laughs> um so that is a big concern for my and yes bedford's not ideal like with london it's not impossible but mm. it, sometimes it feels impossible and you know i did a gig in um Hemel Hempstead and the train station's right next to it but the com- the comedy gig was on a canal so it's just you know it is amazing and that was an interesting night in the end um but yeah it Bedford's not ideal even like to tr- like you know Hertfordshire like trains and yeah, all yeah. that that's not easy either a good hour drive without traffic so so I, I know that area quite well actually because um I, I spend a bit of, my, my partner lives there I would lived there when she'd studied um mm-hmm. she studied in Luton and yeah and um well I she's from Uganda I didn't rescue her from Uganda I rescued her from Luton um I, I've seen you done oh, a from couple, Luton are you yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a beautiful place very very culturally beautiful. diverse um uh, there, it's a very good thing about it though is you can get there and it's got an airport so you can get the fuck out as quick as you can indeed um, which is great but so I know that whole area I spent a lot of time in Hitchin and St Albans and and um, places like that all around Hertfordshire and I actually I actually love that area if I if I could if I could warrant spending the money on, you know, the like I live in Ely, just above Cambridge, okay, about yes. probably about three hundred, four hundred pounds difference a month than, than <laughs> like Harpershire. So, like St Albans is ridiculously expensive, and it's like the same city as as Cambridge. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, there is that. Um, no, they are nice places to gig, to be fair. But yeah, it's just like you say, getting the train and whatnot can sometimes not be. Oh, yeah. the, and no one sees that. Like, I don't know about you, but when you say you're a comic, everyone thinks you're going to be at Live the Apollo or O2 tomorrow. <laughs> they don't know the grafting of like 15 years and all yeah. the travelling and what goes into it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting better at um, dying on my ass, which is mm. good. Um, yeah. It used to really, it used to really grind on me, and I used to like really question whether I could even do it. And then, and then I'd do the exact same set somewhere else, and I and it storm it, and I'd be like, I don't understand what I can do differently to this. And I, you just have to get used to it. And so, because people say like you, like they don't do it because of the dying and us, but I think you do, you're acclimatized to it, don't you? Eventually. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I've not had a massive dying yet. Uh, but no, I do know there's a challenge of do you adjust your set to where you are and the people that are in front of you. I do try and stick to what I'm doing because, like you say, you've got your own style in that. Um, but it's tricky because also you don't want to end up changing your set massively every time you gig. I think even exactly. the top names don't do that. They just go out there and, and do it. But then you can tweak sometimes, like if the crowd don't love swear words, you can still emphasize something, but maybe don't swear. And then similarly, if you're in somewhere that loves swearing, you can really go all out on it. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to swear too much because I feel like it's too easy sometimes. But mm-hmm. I do quite like substitutions for swear words. I think they're quite funny. Like, yeah. Because you're, 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 if people can see you're just about to swear and then you say something different, then that's, then that's, that, um, that's that breach of of um stability that the audience love anyway so that's that that's what laughter is isn't it it's like it's being breached or being exposed suddenly or i don't know what's the word someone used for it i can't remember what it is 
it's uh ah oh, fuck it i can't be bothered i know what you mean there i think that's why people get surprised by me because i think i look quite innocent and polished as it were and then i come out and i say i'm from luton and my mum's a slag and i swear and like i completely revert to a different character as it were but um yeah it's a surprise isn't it yeah surprise yeah shock i don't know uh, if there's some shock that isn't good there's definitely some shock that yes isn't good. and yes yeah, some that. comedians kind of default to swearing loads so yeah. So yeah. what um, what's your what's your sort of stance then when you're doing your comedy? What what what's, what kind of angle do you go at at it with? I'm quite sarcastic. Um yeah. and I touch on things like mental health, being crude and just basically family antics. Um I'm a millennial, but I'm quite a granny as well as it were in terms of yeah, I just like my cup of tea and staying in and you know, all of that. So I think, again, people get a bit surprised when I go up there and they might not expect what I end up being. Um, but yeah, quite sarcastic, I suppose. I think people compare me to Joe Brand a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you, you certainly don't look like a... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, you know, even aside from comedy, sometimes I could, people are like, oh, definitely from Luton. Other people are, are you really posh? And it is interesting, depending on what you've said and how you've said it, how you come across. And comedy is brilliant for that because, yeah, people might expect something from you. If you do the opposite, um, it's interesting. And I think a lot of comics now, I don't know, some people dress quite boldly and they're really in your face and you know, they're great with that. Um, and sometimes you just wear black and then you just come up and they haven't got any really clue as to what you're about to do. And I think that's mm. quite interesting to see. Have you watched any of um, Carrie Godleyman? A little bit. She's quite good. I quite like her, mm-hmm. the way she does it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not comparing you to her, but she's she's one of those people that has has kind of got a, just she's just got a gobbiner really more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I think it was often say like I talk too fast and stuff, but I do talk fast, and I think you know Russell Kane has a tendency to do that, but he makes it work. So. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's his whole thing, though, isn't it? It's it's um, it's like he's like he's been pent up and kept in a dungeon for six <laughs> weeks, and then he just gets let out and has all these thoughts that he has to get out. And but that's his whole stick. That's what that's what he's famous for, and that's what people love about him is that kind of that compulsive, like just um, just explosion that he has on stage. Um, someone who just needs to download their thoughts at a really fast rate. Yeah, and I think when you're fairly new to the field, people begin, particularly when they come see you, to realise how much you're thinking about. When you're new, you're thinking about the mic, do you hold it, do you not, what's the lighting, is anyone laughing? There's so many things going on in your head. So I think when you get more experience, you've said your jokes for a little while and you get familiar with how the nights run and just, yeah, things like the mic. I think you probably would slow down and ease up a little bit, but that does come with time. People still now, after like 20 years, say they get nervous and whatnot. So <laughs> yeah. it's only natural. I, I always get nervous before I go on. I always, I, the last probably my last thought is, um, okay, <laughs> this is all going to go tits up now. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, no, I can't, yeah. I can't bail out now. I have to go on. Oh, fuck. But you just, yeah. just got to take a, take a breath, take a moment, and just get your first joke in as quick as possible. And the minute you've got it in, you know, like you say, getting mm. rid of that, getting rid of that mic stand, you know, it's the, it's the thing that always gets new comics. Um, yeah, you know, I think most comics behind think, it. <laughs> yeah, I think most comics think, why do we do this to ourselves? And everybody asks us that as well. And there's a reason we do it. We get a buzz out of it. And we, we I think we enjoy making other people laugh. So, My, my least favourite thing is, is if, if I've had a heckle 
And then mm. on the way home, I think of all the best comebacks I could have ever said. <laughs> I, lo- I love a haircut. I love a response, but I fucking hate remembering it and thinking about it on the way home. Thinking, oh, I could have said this. It's sort of an amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so annoying. Hindsight is such an annoying thing. I've not been again massively heckled yet, but having seen other people even go through that, it's been interesting, like a learning curve, just to witness it and see how they dealt with it. So, yeah, yeah. hecklers. <laughs> I've not been there. Yeah, and like you know, when you just to bring it back to like the store, when you did the showcase, was it like a proper, mm. a properly lovely like environment there? Because it obviously is a volatile environment every other night. So technically, like the other showcases I've done, it's your friends and family that are okay. coming, and you might then have you know colleagues and you know different mixes of people. Um, so obviously, comedy store in the night time is filled, and it's in the night, whereas we had it in the afternoon, and there's a good bunch of people and a good mix, but it is a bit different, and that's interesting because obviously they videoed us, which was great, but it's not quite a normal reception. Same with the competitions because often half the room in competitions are comedians (laughs) and they're kind of observing rather than actually taking in what you're saying um but they did set it up as in yeah they recorded us the lighting music they had all the normal intros you would so it did feel like such a great atmosphere and I think people really quite impressed to see that end result you know after the showcase so yeah that's good and usually at this point in the conversation I'd um I'd ask them what their next five-year plan is so what would have your so how would how would you have seen yourself in five years time so yeah I think I was talking to a lot of comics and you know you, you hear it from the top names and you know the local lot that you, you know, should be gigging five times a week and all of that and I was trying to work out if and how I could manage that um so at the, at the time I kind of thought okay I'm going to aim to try and do three gigs at least a month and if more or less, you know, that's how it sways, then, then that's that. And to enter the competition. So I was making my way through that. That's now taken a turn, as has Edinburgh. But I would still like to check out Edinburgh. I wasn't... Um, similarly, a lot of people were like, Tiff, let's do um, Bedford Fringe or Cambridge Fringe this year. And we'll do what a lot of comics do, where you part the show into four people and do 15 minutes. But I still didn't feel like, although I've yeah had such a phenomenal time so far and great feedback I just felt like I still wanted like another end of the year to kind of observe rather than just jump into everything um so obviously when this calms down I'll probably continue with the gig in and hope to go into Edinburgh and then perhaps a year or two down the line then start to think have I got a show and how am I gonna do that so yeah I think someone said um recently well commonly say regularly say is um you can never take a you can never take a show to Edinburgh too late, but you can always take one too soon. So there's no rush for that. I mean, I've not been to Edinburgh. I did. I never did it. I've never done it as a comedy, a comedian. I just, as much as I'd love, I love the idea of doing the showcases and stuff like that, but spending 10 grand on a full show for a full run just seems, seems a lot of money, you know? That's... Yeah, exactly. I did check out Leicester before this all happened. Um, and obviously there's like Wales and so on, but no, I completely agree. Um, and that's the thing, I, you know, I think everyone has a different way of doing it. Some people are comedians and photographers and podcast people. Some people have started their own business by running their own gigs. And that's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see what that looks like eventually. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. 
So that was Tiffany Trethow and another one of those Zoom online virtual chats that we had during this time. I, it was great. You know, I've really enjoyed it. It's just chatting to people and just letting those conversations just go where they go. Often when I do episodes in person, I have... I, you know, plan loads of stuff. I do loads of research, get into the nitty gritty of what they do with stuff and how they do comedy. But in this has been more about just talking to a person who's coping in these difficult times. And I, I just really like that format. I really like how natural it is and, and real. So yeah, follow, follow Tiffany on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm assuming she's got all of those. I will know in a bit because all of them will be in the show notes and you'll also know. So look at the show notes, follow her everywhere you'll love it, you'll love her. And when she's back out gigging again, I urge you to go and catch her at one of her comedy gigs. But yeah, also, also, big update, big update. I've released a new online show, which is called The Nearly News Show, which is me basically reading news stories that are often fake, arbitrary, or just real with a slight twist to them. I've teamed up with President Obonjo and we're doing like a a one-hour special every Thursday at 17 minutes past six from his Facebook page and also from mine. That's live. That one's free. All the other ones are free as well. But if you do become a Patreon, you can also see all the five to ten minute episodes that I do first before they get released anywhere else in the world. So I urge you to go and do that. Patreon.com forward slash nearly news. And if you want to like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash nearly news. And of course, I'm still doing this podcast. You can subscribe, rate and review this wherever you listen to it. I'll speak to you soon. Hello, I'm Luke Anthony. Do you love hearing about the stars, careers, lives and mental health? Well, Meet the Stars is a brand new podcast all about that. Join me every week from Wednesday the 2nd of December for an excellent conversation with a different star each episode. Simply go over to members.starevents.online to become a member which gives you exclusive access to every episode and so many other brilliant features just for you. See you there.